especially having mm, a speech impediment that I don't have to 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 sound perfect to to move in the audience. I I don't even have to speak to move in the audience. I just have to be be me. But I like to talk, so I talk. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Being Inspired Radio Show. I am Amanda Johnson, your host, and I am really excited once again for today's episode. It's actually an episode of many firsts, which is exciting for me. It is the first time I'm having a repeat guest on the show. So this is going to be a part two uh, following a previous conversation we I have already had, and it is my first in-person podcast interview. So I have, I am sitting here in person, live in the flesh with my guest, which is really exciting to me. And a little, you know, I'm a little uh, nervous about it because I don't normally have someone staring at me while I ask all these questions. So this is going to be such a treat and such a delight because uh, we are welcoming Jason Freeman back. And hopefully you've had a chance to listen to our previous conversation. If you haven't, I am going to invite you to do so either now or after you listen to this one, because it is, uh, that was such an inspiring conversation. And I can say while I was sitting there, I don't know if it will happen again today or not, but he couldn't see my face that time. I often had tears in my eyes. Uh, I was often nodding my head furiously and now he'll be able to see all of that. So you won't get to, unfortunately, as a listener. So Jason, thank you for being back here with us today. Thanks for inviting me back. It's fun to be your first return guest. I know. So oh, I, I hope to have more of those, but this is, this is the first. For those of you who did not get a chance to hear about Jason in the other episode, I would like to tell you a little bit more about him because it's quite impressive. Jason is a professional speaker, author, and bravery coach who travels the country sharing his inspirational and transformative journey with captivated audiences. And he does it with a pronounced speech impediment. From the dream-affirming standing ovation following his TEDx talk in Sugarland, Texas, to his earliest moments in front of an attentive crowd, Jason has known to trust his seemingly contradictory calling to speak in front of live audiences. He has shared the stage with well-known speakers in the transformational entertainment, entrepreneurship, and business worlds. For much of his life, Jason struggled to accept his voice, his body, and his place in the world. Desperate for a change, he set out on a decade-long journey of rigorous self-development. He studied with gifted coaches, stretched his beliefs with yoga teachers, and sat in attendance at more workshops and seminars than he can properly recount today. The result that Jason discovered along the way is a life full of happiness, possibility, and success worthy of being shared and awakened within others. And again, our previous conversation really explored a lot of that. And today we are going to just dive into something else that we were tempted to explore uh, in that first conversation and something that I think so many of us are struggling with or are up against or think about on a daily basis. Maybe not a daily basis, but often. <laughs> yeah. So today what we're going to be exploring is these ideas of perfectionism, 
imperfectionism uh, or being imperfect, right? Uh, Jason has a wonderful book uh, called Awkwardly Awesome, Embracing My Imperfect Best. And of course, I wrote a book talking about the already perfect self. And it's entitled Becoming Enough, a heroine's journey to the already perfect self. Thank you. And so here we are sitting with this seemingly contradiction, which you even say in your bio, that seemingly contradictory calling to speak. And I feel there's this, as you said before we started, uh, this lovely tension between what does it mean to do our imperfect best and be already perfect. So we're going to be exploring that today. So stay tuned. Now, I like to start every episode with a quote, and I will do that again today, because this is actually a quote I quote in my book, and I think it really speaks to this tension that we're talking about and that we're going to talk about and then see where spirit takes us through this conversation. Mm-hmm. So this quote is by Brene Brown in her, from her book, The Gifts of Imperfection, which I must admit I have not read. So here I am about to quote a book that I haven't read yet, but it is, it's significant because A, I, I have read Brene Brown's works. Uh, I love her TED Talks. Oh, yeah. She's brilliant. I, I value her so much. And when I was writing my book, I actually wanted to quote her, but I did not want to read anything of hers that might sway my own writing process. So I refused to read the book, but I did find a quote online. And this is the quote I found and what we will use to ignite our conversation today. Brene Brown says, understanding the difference between healthy striving and perfectionism is critical to laying down the shield and picking up your life. I've never heard that before. Wow. So that obviously had an impact. What was that impact on you? How, what, what, what did that bring up? So for, for years I used my, used my, my speech and my coordination as the shield Brene was talking about. I, I was like, if only I spoke normally, if only I didn't catch so many basketballs with my nose. Life would be be perfect and I would be able to 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 do what 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 I wanted. Um, yeah, yeah, the the perfectionism became one crutch and and being being the being a victim became the 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 crutch and, 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 and yeah and and that was my my shield. Uh, I mean, we each create a different shield. Right. When you were saying that, I was I was seeing my own the one crutch being the perfectionism, striving to you know get the right get the good grades, please the people, you know, doing it right, not making a mistake, and then please, please the people, please the people, <laughs> please, please the, the people. people. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna have a new phrase. And then my other, my other crutch did not come in the form of yours, but it came in this form of 
no matter what I do, it's never enough. Mm. So I think, again, that shows these two, however it comes up in your own life, right? For those listening, it's, it may look a little different, but I think we all have that tension that Brene so exquisitely says and, and eloquently says that we have the, there's this idea of striving. And I know that what has been true for me to strive to be better, to do it better, uh, to impress more people, to work harder. I never thought I worked hard enough. And this idea of perfectionism, right? So yeah, how is that, what has that tension looked like for you? And I know, like I said, in our last episode, we talked, we started talking about this idea of the human potential, right? And this idea that then that term used to turn me off. It really had a, it left a bitter taste in my mouth because I was associating that with this unhealthy striving. And so what has that tension looked like for you in this idea of knowing that there's something grand and great you are here to be and who you are is already enough and is already whole and complete? That's a huge so, so it's a huge tension because, um, I mean, we, we live in a pretty type A society and, uh, and our egos really feed off that type A-ness and so we become even more, more type A than society within ourselves, or at least at least I did at certain points. So, so, so I, I, I think the, and I haven't really thought of this before, so this is totally new. Maybe I have in a sense, but, but not in these words. But the, the first step, step for me was, was becoming aware that, that my, my voice and my, my coordination were, were just fine. I didn't use the, the word perfect at, at the time, but, but I'll use it now because it feels good. My, my voice and my coordination are perfect. And, and that's a huge, huge step, step from living in self-hatred of did I do something at my breath to bring this on my life? To bring this on in my life? Why can't, why am I not smart enough to outline my voice and coordination? It's a huge step to, to, from that to belief, to feeling and embodying the perfection. And, and then that, that step could be it, like, I could be like, oh, I, I, I'm perfect. N- nothing else needs to happen. But that would be boring for one thing. <laughs> yeah. And I, there may be more you want to say, but let me quickly go back because I think there's a couple things here. One is what I'm hearing you say is part of us understanding our inherent perfection, which, by the way, I think is so important to define because we do live in a society that thinks perfect is everything looking and going exactly the way I want it to. That's perfect. 
If you say the thing I want you to say, if I wear the thing I want to wear, if my body looks the way I want it to look, if I receive the amount of money I want to receive, that was all perfect. And if I don't, then it's not. What I hear you say, and what I truly believe perfect is, is that it all goes exactly as it is meant to. It mm. is exactly as it is meant mm. to be. So for you to say, I am now at a place that my speech, my coordination is perfect, mm. it, of course it is. Because it couldn't have been anything else to get you to where you are today, for you to be the person you are today, for you to have the message you have today. So in that way, all things are perfect. So I start with that. Now, you also mentioned that to even come to that realization, you had to accept that it was fine, that it was okay. I use the word okay a lot, right? Like everything's okay. And I think that's a stepping stone for us before we can reach perfection, quote unquote, in our mind, mm-hmm. is to say, well, it's fine. It's okay. It is what it is, whatever language suits you. So, but what I heard you say, which is very resonant with my own journey, is there had to be first that level of acceptance. And you said in our last conversation, this idea of love and compassion or kindness toward yourself. And that's the other piece that I heard you talk about is then I could be, I could love myself for that. I could be kind to myself. I moved out of self-hatred, which, you know, for you might have looked like questioning if you had done something, what did you do to deserve this? You know, for me, it was probably just other, you know, little voices of doubt and, and a little bit of woe is me. Nobody loves me. You know, what's wrong with me? I, I had those voices and those doubts. So that's what I'm hearing that feels very consistent with your journey as well as mine. And what I can expect is the same for many of us that we have these places of, first of all, Can we accept what is in the Mm. moment and from that place, love ourselves more, more greatly or be kind to ourselves if we can't love ourselves quite yet. And through that, we can start to start to see that perfection. And then what I love that you said is that we don't stop there. And I have to say, when I wrote Becoming Enough, that to me was the beginning. That is not the end. You don't become enough and then go sit on the couch and eat bonbons and watch TV all day. Because to your point, that would be really boring. But it was an essential first step. So now that's what I want. Let's talk about that. What's what's next? Okay, we're, we've accepted ourselves. We love ourselves. We can see our perfection or whatever we can call it at a certain stage. But now we don't want to stop there. I mean, it's an option. Maybe, maybe some people want want to stop that. Maybe that's part of the journey. But, but, but I, I, I know I don't. I know I, the image that came to mind as I listened to you was from from a foundation of of, of so. So self kindness and the acceptance, we we can we are then free to create something new. On that self self foundation, instead of instead of 
having to create a re reaction to, to parts of ourselves we hate and, and creating to flee who we are. We, we can create to, to grow more and more into who we have the capability of being into our uniqueness. Which brings up a, a quote from, from Becoming Enough. A heroine's journey to the already perfect self by Amanda Johnson. Yes, we are quoting my book on my show. Here we go. This was not my idea, by the way, but I'm so, so grateful for it. And where can they buy your book? Amazon. Yes, you can buy it on Amazon as well as Jason's. So make sure you check it out. This is from page 96, and I love this. A million people all starting businesses, driving cars, living in houses, having relationships, wearing clothes that all look the same. Before you know it, you are no longer focusing on what matters most to you. What lights you up? What resonates with your soul's longing? That's already in here. What's already in here, and what about that quote really spoke to you? It, it re-emphasized to me one of the many ironic things that of being human that we, we, we try to so often hide our unique self under the a shield of some external perfectionistic standard that that we half see in the outside world and probably half make make up in our minds. So we try, we hide that self, but yet what what ultimately is, is attractive to other people, what ultimately cre creates viral videos, what ultimately creates new amazing products, new amazing books, it is the uniqueness. It is it, quite the like. The paradox. The paradox. Which life is full of paradoxes, as we're already pointing out. And I think what's so fascinating is when we're going around trying to, you used this word before, homogenize, when we're, we're trying to go out and look like everybody, do it according to that perfectionistic standard, and, you know, make sure that everything is just so before we do the thing we really desire, because that desire within us to strive to become something else, to, to create, create, to create, right? To, to do your imperfect best, right? That, that desire is, is who we, that, that, that unique quality within us, right? Um, I mean, to you, get beyond the small, small selves, to get out of the container, yes. we place ourselves in. Exactly, and so if we can allow that quality to come up and through us because ultimately and this is something i very much believe in we are all connected to the same source god divine spirit whatever you call it we're, we're all connected to that same thing so in some ways we are all the same okay we all have that same essential source quality however we will all express it 
in our own unique ways and it will come through us in our own unique ways. And that to me is what you were just showing in that quote, that passage is when we try to do it in our, you know, and I know you're smiling because I wrote it, but still you read it. And it sounds like something that someone else wrote at this point. (laughs) So when, when we are trying to make it look like everyone else, we forget what's already inside of us, which is that perfect self, that, um, that divine being, that essence. And that's to me where that striving quote unquote comes in, right? Because, um, you know, and here's, here's, I'm going to quote another thing from my book because I actually looked this up before our interview because I remembered writing something about our potentiality. Um, because that has been a very triggering topic for me in my life, mainly because I thought, that it was because I wasn't enough or good as I am. That's why I have to strive to be something else. And so it was just, it was, I was creating some suffering, but I think this comes from the same chapter that you just read from. And so I want to add this to it to continue our conversation. Um, This is talking about when we are in comparison with others. And again, that that quote also is talking about that. So here I'm talking about that when I learn of your success, your strength, your perspective, I now see what is living within me. I get a clearer picture of my own limitlessness and potential. Mm. Instead of going into a spiral of how to be more like you, I ask how I can be more of me. Mm. So again, this is that this is to me the the next step. So once if we, if we don't do this, we're all going to be driving the same cars, creating the same businesses, wearing the same clothes, doing the same thing, and life will look very vanilla and boring. And we're all going to be tremendously jealous of each other because we all think we should have what everyone else has. Instead of remembering that true that spark within us, and how can we be more of me? Now, Jason, I think you have done a phenomenal job, and I want to bring this back to you now, which is you have done a phenomenal job being, I think, more of you mm-hmm. and owning that and loving that and not hiding from that. And again, I know we talked a little bit about in our first conversation how you had tried to hide from that, um, but now you're, you're, you don't. You're out there. So let's talk a little bit more about that and um, and if you can find a way somehow to tie it back even to this idea of you, you aren't going to choose to stop at perfection, right? You, you came to the conclusion that your voice is perfect, your coordination is perfect, and you didn't stop there. There's like four things I wanted to, to, to say at once, which would be very, I mean, no one can say four things at once, but... But with a speech impediment, they would all be even, even more incomprehensible. So, so I'll try to say, say, say them one at a time. The first of the four things that I'm going to talk about is the temptation to not, not, not be myself, to, to not, not be, be comfortable in the foundation, in my foundation of uh, uh, perfection comes up all, all the time. Like, like yesterday, I'm working on my computer. I have my own 
professional speaking business. Yes, I'm a professional speaker with a pronounced speech impediment. <laughs> Paradoxes again. Yes, yes. Yeah, I have a very paradoxical business. <laughs> but but so so I'm doing doing the back office work yes yesterday and, and the perfectionist voice comes in and hey you're in suppose you you have an engagement in your home hometown next week you should be practicing. For that, you you should get all these e emails responded to. You you should you should you should, and, and before long, I I felt. I mean, probably from living in Sufos most most of my my life, and and I really learned to cope with life in a new way in the last 10 years and and that's been mostly living in California so so I found the old old, old Tucker um, Mr. Freeman's perfectionistic voice and I don't like it that sound, sounds kind of creepy to say yeah, yeah, I, any, but the perfectionistic voice can feel rather creepy, so, so Mr. Freeman's perfectionistic voice said to me, you're, you're not moving fast enough, you're, you're, you're not doing enough, you're, you're going to fail, you're, you're talking your hometown and, and your parents are going to be there and the, they're going to be modified, blah, 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 blah. And in the perfectionism train, I, I could feel the trains that chug, chug, to tooting, to tooting, which is a train, it's not me. <laughs> I, Dude, sound like I was fighting. I actually was not. <laughs> but 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 that that started going in my garden. And if I follow that, that train train at any any time, it will take me where the perfectionistic train always has taken. I mean, it's like a, a, a amusement. Right at, at, at the the fair, like you go on it a few times and you know what to expect. But sometimes with the perfectionist train, we we get tempted to go on it again, and, and then it leads to the same feeling, the the same place, and same everything. But we're like, wow, why did this happen? And and it, but it just does happen because that's where the perfectionistic train goes, and I don't think I answered any part of. Well, you have three more things you wanted to say. Yeah, yeah, and now I <laughs> have you forgotten them. Let's see. What we were talking about, you. Well, okay. My question was of. You're now now that you've accepted your perfection, 
how do you, like, what was next for you? Like, I want to know like that you didn't settle for that. You kept going. Now, what I've heard you just say is, and still the perfectionism comes up. So you, you're, you're continuing to navigate that. You get to choose whether or not to get on that train, even up until, you know, a day ago. So it's not like it doesn't show up anymore. It's just that you choose whether or not to ride the train. Okay, so, so yeah, as I go forward, creating what I want, I, I think it's crucial to, for any of us to realize that the perfectionistic train can come up and, and say, all oh, boy, any time, and, and to be all oh, boy, and to be very kind to that part of ourselves, because that's so intrinsically part, part of what, what it is to be human. But so, versus like years ago where I would have gone on, on that train, train for a long time and in, in, in the process maybe deconstructed what I really wanted to do, I, I now could notice the train, do, do a Facebook Live, practicing for my, my talk next week, where, where I talked about, about the train. I, I turned the, the train into, um, into some, something creative and, like, like I turned the train into a creative plane. I a skateboard. Uh, I don't know a skateboard. Turn, turn, turn on the skateboard. I turned the train into a creative skateboard, which I mean, try try and wrap your head around that image. It's a fun one. <laughs> it, it's awesome. I one other thing. So we may or may not get to the other two things that you were going to say, but I wanted to offer. Hear you just say that the the train is the perfectionism train to keep going with this is almost part of the process. And mm. what I'm now hearing for myself is that in a sense is what keeps us moving forward. And it's our it's how we choose to relate to it. And again, mm. going back to Brene Brown, it's it's understanding the difference, right? So we can either choose to get aboard that perfectionism train to choose. Or, which is, that is what's keeping us moving forward. And that's the thing that's getting you doing your Facebook Live videos. That's the thing that's getting you to respond to your clients or to your, you know, speaking engagements. That's the thing that's getting you on stages and performing and presenting and, and, and becoming and better and writing more books. And, and, and the same goes for me and the same goes for everyone, right? So I think sometimes we can be at war with that perfectionistic quality mm. And, and being at war with the train uh, it's very dangerous you do very not dangerous. very dangerous you do not want to go up against the train right you yeah. know that so how no, can we instead we, we do know that know that so how do we that's i think now that's what we're coming up to is it's not about you know sending that train back to the station and and decommissioning mm. you know mm. Pulling it out of commission, or yeah, de decommission, decommission it. That was yeah. hard. Uh, it's not about that. It's about recognizing it for what it is, and then in your what you said so beautifully is, and then creatively turning it into something else that is more into like a theory. skateboard. Into a skateboard for 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 example. Yeah, yeah. 
And then we can still a more life-giving. It's a more life-giving skateboard. It's something that reminds us of our true essential quality and our nature. So instead of oh, I should be doing this, I should be doing that. Why am I not doing it faster? Why am I not doing it better? Uh, why am I not staying put longer? All the questions that come up because we are resisting that inner self, that inner knowing, that inner beingness. Um, but that perfectionism is there trying to nudge us forward. And it's just up to us then to say, hang on, I already am, I know who I am. And thank you for your encouragement. Thank you for your motivation, which I'm having like a big aha moment right now that it might be our perfectionism that uh, we can give gratitude and thanks to for propelling us forward. So, 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 and I'm having an aha from your aha, my aha. But you, you, you're saying there's an opportunity to harness the energy of perfectionism and use it to create what we want to create. That, that's, that's very profound. That's that's pretty good. I think, yeah, I think we, we, really, we stumbled upon something pretty juicy here. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah. If we, if we say so ourselves. <laughs> and I think we do. Yeah. I think we do. Yeah. So, okay. Then let's tie it back after that brilliant, profound discovery. Um, let's tie it back to doing your imperfect best. Because mm. we're talking about perfectionism being the momentum, being the train, but we also know it can be a roadblock and it can be, right, it can actually stop us as well. So I just wanna highlight once again, a paradox, if you will. Life is not either or, and that's what I'm learning. Okay? <laughs> Perfectionism is not either momentum or a roadblock. It happens to be both. So we get to choose to harness the energy and the momentum of it or not, right? But we also get to choose to allow it to be a roadblock or not. So let's talk about that roadblock component of it or quality of it, because I think that's to me what you are articulating when you talk about your imperfect best, right? Is that we we don't let the, the train run away, right? And take us off course or derail us or even stop us in our tracks. Man, we are... We're using this train analogy to its fullest. I'm really, I'm really proud of what's happening here today. Um, all right, so let's talk about the imperfect best. For, for, for me, can I, I give, give your audience a brief, very brief demonstration of, um, of me speaking perfectly? Yes. Okay. The demonstration happens in three, two, one. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, that, that, that was me spe speaking as close to, to perfectly as, as I can. Oh, wait, you, you're saying you didn't hear anything? It, here, here's the, the thing, if I, I wanted to, to pretend that, that my, my voice was some, some external standard a, a, a perfect, it would lead me to speaking as little as I humanly 
Good. Um, and and same same um, same say say you want to to be say you've never played basketball in your life, but, but you want to be the perfect professional basketball player right off the bat. Your best way of being perfect, the perfect professional basketball player right off the bat, is not to play basketball at all, but just to imagine it in your mind and imagine it again and again. Actually, the the process of developing new skills, the process of, of creating is an exceedingly vulnerable process because it involves the the unknown. It involves the very high, high, high likelihood of making mistakes. It just involves a very humanness. It involves recognizing that 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 we we want born being able to do everything then perfectly that our life is is a a a, a becoming like a, a great book tale. <laughs> and, and that our life is a becoming and not some sort of static perfection. So doing our imperfect best is, is acknowledging the becoming that our life will, will be for the rest of our lives and, and really following the, the things we want, want to do. If you want to be a dancer, but, you, but you're telling yourself, I've never done it. Well, I don't have the perfect body for it. Uh, uh, I mean, we could use these things as excuses for for the rest of our lives, or else we we could empower, we could inspire our, our beings to move forward and, and do our imperfect best and and learn that very next dance move. Dance to the very next song. Take the very next dance step. Dance Nicely. Step. I, I like I liked it. That was good. Yeah. That yeah. was really good. Yeah, I wish I had more dance terminology <laughs> instead of dance step. But, but it was it was perfect. It's it all was I perfect. Could think of. The next dance step. Yeah. I have to say, if I had waited for everything to be perfect before I, well, have done many things in my life, but the thing that was coming up as you were talking is this podcast. I, if I had had the inspiration to start this five years ago or whatever, I would have never done it because I would have demanded that I had the highest end podcasting mic along with a soundproof studio along with the, you know, a list of guests that would blow Oprah out of the water. And that would have been the perfect podcast. Plus it would have had the right music and the perfect editing and all, I mean, that to me would have been a podcast worth doing. And, and, and 
I mean, that's goosebumpy. We wouldn't be having this conversation today because you would still probably be dreaming of having the, the perfect podcast and, and making notes about it and, and telling people one, one, one day when, when you hear the voice in, in your ears head saying, oh, one day, is a pretty good chance. Uh, it's kind of a perfectionistic voice. And I was going to say that would be your that trigger moment to say it's time to do my imperfect best mm, and just take the moment. next step. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because yes, I, I there would be so many things that wouldn't have have happened had I waited, or had you waited, or had anyone waited. So here's to not waiting and taking the next imperfect step. Just one. One example is coming to my mind right now. Well, we're doing this on a variety of Apple computers, and and what what if the Steve Jobs and his partner had had just just said we 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 have this idea, but it hasn't been done before, and, and people are going to laugh at it. And, our customers might not be that satisfied. So what if they had never done it? Android users would be really happy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, P- PC. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but great point. Okay, so Jason, as we conclude our time together... Even though you've already answered these questions, I am going to ask you the same questions I did before because I have an inkling that you may have a different answer today. And actually, I won't know because I don't remember what your other answers were. So are you ready to answer these questions again a second time? Um, Yeah. Is there anything else you'd like to say before we do that? No, I'm ready to answer these questions a second time. Awesome. Okay. And then for those listening, you can always go back and compare his answers and see if they've changed or not. Who is a source of inspiration for you and why? There are so many, but recently I was speaking at a a conference of self-advocates and and I I always... Self-advocates are people like me who who experience different kinds of di- disabilities, and that was this man named named Kyle there with his father. Not now, Kyle. Kyle is a man of exceedingly few words. In fact, I don't know if he said one word to me the the whole time at that conference, but but when I when I gave my keynote he just beamed so much much kindness and and such confidence and and such want want at me and and I'm like dude the this guy is so brilliant because he has this joy and he he lights up a room with it, so so that that was tremendously 
he's tremendously inspiring to me, uh, especially having mm, a speech impediment that I don't have to 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 sound perfect to to move an audience. I I don't even have to speak to move an audience. I just have to be be me. But I like to talk, so I talk. <laughs> I love that so much. Oh my goodness, so much about that. Uh, that is a different answer, by the way. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that I, happened since. It would have been fortune telling. Yeah, right. <laughs> Which yeah. would have been in, in, in its own way very impressive. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Second question What place or activity is most inspiring to you right now? Here in South Dakota, I usually would say yoga. But here in South Dakota, the walk I took on my pants land on Sunday. So I, my first full, full day in South Dakota is Sunday. And, I, and on Saturday night when I went to sleep, no snow on the ground. And I wake up Sunday morning, snow on the ground. And, but late in the afternoon, I took a walk, and, and it was just so like it was winter, spring in South Dakota. There was, was some snow on the ground, but this fragrant green grass poking out all over, and, and just, just interesting. It's it's October now, by 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 the way, when we're doing this interview, if you're listening to it. Yes, or no. Because it will live on in infamy. Uh, South Dakota weather is so peculiar because, peculiar. yes, we, we, I don't think we've even fully had autumn. There are still green leaves on most of the trees, except now most of those leaves are on the ground, but they're green. So mm -hmm. they're like, there are green leaves on the ground, so mm -hmm. snow and patches that haven't fully melted. And it's, it's a very, it is peculiar, so, but inspiring. Nonetheless, it just goes to show the complexity of life and the paradoxes that we live in. Yeah, yeah. Throw that, to throw that back in. Okay, and then a favorite book that has inspired you on your journey. So, so la last time I talked about the the surrender experiment, um, and and the challenge here is. I'm an English major. I have MFA in poetry. I should be able to think of another book right off the top of my head. Um, I mean, other than the the power of not now, which I could stick with. Um, There's nothing wrong with that one, by the way. Yeah, it, it's it is a p powerful book and. And becoming enough, a heroine's journey to the already perfect self by Amanda Johnson. Pick it up on Amazon. It's a great book. I am not paying him to say these things, mm -hmm. by the way. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, I have to say the two books that I reference in that book as being the pivotal points for me were The, uh, the Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. So it's his first book. Before the Surrender Experiment, which I later read, and The Power of Now. And the reason 
<laughs> the power of knowledge I have read, but I, I decided <laughs> Like, he's just uh, stealing from he's just now he's just uh, plagiarizing no that's awesome mm. wow no good you know truth is truth is truth and and uh, we find our way to it and it sticks around so we keep going back to it uh, we could talk for another hour but I think you know we were coming up on the first hour and this has been again tremendously inspiring this one I had fewer tears uh, and way more laughs, which is also totally okay with me. There's definitely something about being in person and getting to riff a bit more. Maybe this is starting a whole new, a whole new chapter of my my podcast where I I do them in person instead of over the phone. So this is exciting. So thank you, Jason, for taking the time to be with me again and to share yourself even more with all the listeners. Thanks so much for having me, Amanda. So with that, I will give a little plug. I do currently have a Patreon going. Uh, if you want to be the first to pledge, go on out to patreon.com slash being inspired. And that's just a way to keep this podcast going. And maybe by doing that, I will eventually get the microphone that I've been dreaming of. And I'll get to do more in-person interviews because I'll have all of the resources to travel the country and attract all of these amazing people into my life or just go visit them wherever they are. So uh, if you liked what you heard today, if you feel it was inspiring you in some way or another, go check that out. I'll put a link in the show notes along with how you can find Jason and get in touch with him, read his book. Uh, if you need someone to talk for, for you or a group, and I'm chuckling because I'm thinking if you just want to listen to him talk, he loves to do that. So I'm sure he would just do it for free, but um, give him a shout, go find him, read his book. And uh, thank you so much for listening until next time. Many blessings.